Hello everyone, this is Brandon K. Hedgepeth, and I just want to welcome you all here to the Chance and Talk show. I'm so excited to speak with you all here today. So if you don't know me, I am a communicator, lifelong learner, and your friend. I'm just so glad to be here. So let me start off by welcoming Ayana Davis Poland. Thank you so much for being here today. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. That's good. And so, first of all, welcome back to the show. I know you were a guest twice over three episodes of the Brands Corner podcast back in 2021, and I'm just so glad to have you back here today. Yes, I'm really excited, and I'm glad you invited me again. Yes, of course. And so, and so how has everything been, and are you able to reintroduce yourself for those who may be new watching or listening here today? Yes. So my name is Ayana Davis Bolin. I um, am a junior at Spelman College, where I double major in music performance and sociology and anthropology with a Spanish minor. Um, let's see what else. Um, we're cousins. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's kind of the reintroduction. And I'm a junior. I don't know if I mentioned that, but I'm a junior right now. Well, that's awesome. And so how are you enjoying your junior year thus far? It's honestly going good. Um, a lot of exciting things have happened. Um, a lot of exciting things to come. Um, it's going well academically. And I'm just having, honestly, like a really great experience at Spelman and completing so many things, accomplishing a lot of goals um, and accomplishing things that I just didn't even think, you know, to accomplish, I guess. <laughs> That's all great to hear. And so for those who haven't listened to our previous discussions, first of all, if you haven't, please go back and go listen to those because those were some great discussions that we had. But I know in our first one, you at the time you were speaking with us from your home in Puerto Rico and speaking about your college experience at that point for your first semester of college, then Let's see. Then for our second time, you were speaking about your how you are enjoying your second semester thus far now at Spelman College, like on the actual campus. But I think that was when you had just moved in. So how are you enjoying campus experience thus far? Um, campus experience is great. Um, I honestly love Spelman so much. Um, and then obviously we in interact a lot with Morehouse and Clark. I interact more with like Morehouse's campus and their activities and stuff um, outside of my own. But it's honestly great. Campus life is amazing. Um, yeah, like, I mean, between, let's see, Spelman has Market Fridays, which is really fun. That's when like a bunch of vendors come out. I think we're having our first market this Friday. Um, so a bunch of vendors come out, there's music, there's food. Most people don't have classes on Friday because we know about Market Friday. So we're very strategic. We'll like jam pack our entire week, but all of our Friday is free. Um, and Hump Wednesdays happen at Morehouse and it's like a big party. Like it, it just depends on the theme. Sometimes there's reveals for pageants. Um, sometimes there's like uh, like block parties. There's um, last week. Actually, no, it got canceled. So it's supposed to be next week. There's supposed to be a silent party. So just kind of like a in the middle, you know, kind of just party after classes. It's normally like six or something. Um, so that's really cool. And then market Friday that happens at Spelman happens pretty much all day, like from noon to five, I think. 
so that's like very specific to like AUC culture, which I love. And I've never been, but I think Clark has like some, something similar to market, but on Thursdays. But I have yet to go, honestly. Um, and I need to go before I graduate because, you know, AUC, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so those things. Um, let's see what else. Of course, like just being in classes with other black intellectuals, um, black women inter intellectuals particularly is beyond what like anything else can give me um so yeah campus life is 10 out of 10. i'm glad to hear and out of curiosity how close are the free campuses to each other literally across the street um so i can get to more depending on where i am on spelman's campus i can get to morehouse between like two and five minutes like walking depending on how fast i'm walking like it's literally across the street and same with clark um so yeah walking distance like our library is on clark's campus clark's campus um because all three schools share the same library um so yeah it just depends on what part of campus i'm at and what part of campus i'm trying to go to but yeah they're literally like across the street from one another but that's definitely you know convenient to have like sort of like a central area so to speak mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so yeah outside of just the campus itself how are you enjoying the atlanta area because i i know that yeah from personal experience that you know you've been all over the place you know throughout your life so how is it now sort of yeah i guess year two or three getting settled into the atlanta area um overall i don't like atlanta <laughs> Um, as soon as I graduate, I'm ready to leave. Um, I can appreciate Atlanta for like the culture and um, yeah, the culture, the culture that Atlanta is responsible for and, you know, is brought forward just in, um, you know, black culture and just cult culture in general. Um, Atlanta is definitely a hub for that. Um, but it's still a southern city. I don't like the south. Um, yeah, just to put it plain and simple, um, there are certain things that frustrate me, such as like the public transportation here is terrible. Um, I'm not too good to get on a bus or a train, but I'm used to getting on buses and trains in New York, Philly, D.C., even Boston has good um, transit systems. I just don't like the system here is not conducive to my lifestyle. Like you have to walk like 30 minutes to get to the train station and then then do the ride and then walk. It's just too much. It's not what I'm used to. So it just really makes me upset. <laughs> um, Atlanta's a city you have to drive and I don't have a car. And even if I did have a car, I honestly would be afraid to drive in Atlanta because they drive crazy here. Um, like you have to get on the freeway to go anywhere. It's also not a walkable city. So those things like alone, is just like, it takes me, it just really takes me somewhere. Like I just, I can't stand it. Um, and everything is just so expensive here. Like I can't be broke in Atlanta. <laughs> like I can be broke in DC. I can figure it out. I can even be broke in New York. That might be an unpopular opinion, but I can be broke in New York and figure it out. Like I can get to my, I can, I can have two bucks, four bucks to get on a two bucks to get somewhere on the train and two bucks to get back and find a free activity, find a free activity or find an activity that's low cost. In Atlanta, if I want to get somewhere, I'm paying at least $10 on the Uber and $10 can really be my last straw. Like, <laughs> um, so that's, yeah, things like that is just makes Atlanta not my favorite city. Um, 
I really stay on campus. I don't go out much just because every it's just such a hassle to get anywhere and it costs so much. And like I'm a college student and I'm not rich. So when you have all of those variables, it's very frustrating. But nonetheless, like I said, I can appreciate Atlanta for like the culture and the influence. But to live here, no. Like as soon as I graduate, unless there's like some grand opportunity keeping me here, like I'm leaving as soon as I graduate. <laughs> well, that is really, I mean, interesting to hear because I know, yeah, how excited that you were to, yeah, to get there. Because for full, full context for everyone who, yeah, who needs a little bit of a refresher from, yeah, from the last time. So you originally started off, you know, Spelman virtually for the first semester. And at the time you were, I believe you were living in your home in DC, then your home in Puerto Rico, then you went to Atlanta for the rest of your time until now. And so, so yeah. So for anyone who's wondering based off of the context of public transportation and everything, so. So yeah, and I know that you sort of, I guess during your time in D.C., became very acclimated to the whole public transportation system there, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, and even before I lived in D.C., I used to live in Philly at one point, and we took public transit transit everywhere. Um, so just the idea of getting to a train, all, all those different things, wasn't anything new to me. Um, D.C. was the first time I navigated it by myself. But, you know, it was very easy. Like, you just look at the map, um, and that was it. So, yeah, I deep... Like most of the times I was just going, I was going everywhere on the train. Like sometimes I would ask my parents for rides, like if it was too lazy or if it was like really cold or if it just made, if it made things easier for me. But other than that, I got everywhere using the train. Um, I hated riding the bus, um, but I would if I had to. But yeah, I honestly like, I don't mind public transportation. Even when I was in DC over the summer, I took the train everywhere. Um, yeah. Well, that's really interesting to hear. And so, and so this past summer, summer of 2022, yeah, you just had at, at least one or two internships. I know we were speaking about this. I don't remember when we were speaking about this, but I know a couple months ago, you were telling me about some potential internship opportunities that you would have for the summer of 2022. And so how did those go for you? So the summers, okay, so for last summer, I had two major internships, and then I had um, another internship that was, like, on the weekends. Um, it was, like, flexible based off of my time. Um, so the first internship was in Capitol Hill. I worked with, or not with, but under the office of Senator Warnock, um, and it was myself and another Spelman student. Um, who I got to know really well. Um, we became friends afterwards. And then another student from uh, University of Colorado. Yeah, University of Colorado. He was very nice. Um, we're still friends. And then there was a couple other interns that came afterwards. So, like, I knew of them, but we didn't get as close because I literally left, like, maybe on their first or second day. Or maybe they came right after me. Um, but we would hang out, you know, on the weekends and stuff. It was really nice. Um, I will say, like, the environment, the work environment was really good. Like it was diverse within culture, race, age, background, all these different things. There was some like one of the staffers in the office had literally just graduated from Morehouse like that spring. Um, so it, it was a great environment. Um, I loved the office as it pertains to that. And like I said, I was able to gain, gain some really good, you know, 
peers, but then also friends. Like I talk to them, like we have a group chat together where we like send silly TikToks to one another. Um, and then of course I go to school with one of the girls. But um, would I work in Capitol Hill again? Probably not, unless once again, a grand opportunity comes and it's like, there's nothing else on the table for me. And it's like, girl, you better take it. But other than that, it's just not for me. Um, and I knew that going into it, I, I, I didn't have, I don't and I never did have aspirations to work in Capitol Hill or in politics, particularly. It was just kind of like a, okay, you got the, you got the job. So make is, you know, make the most of it and find the connections and the parallels of the career that you are interested in. Um, but it was difficult in the sense of you couldn't kind of use your own brain because um, politics, you know, it's you follow the script. And so based on what the politician that you are working for believes in, that's the script that you have to follow. And fundamentally, a lot of the things that Warnock would vote on or that, that he believed in, like it wasn't anything that like was completely opposite of what I believed in. So it wasn't the sense of like, I felt like I was going against my own morals or anything like that. But it's still the idea of like, I can't use my own brain. Like I have to send this email with this particular script, or I have to answer this phone call for this constituent following these particular protocols and um, even just dealing with certain phone calls, you know, it was draining sometimes, you know, I was working there right after the Uvalde shooting or during that time. So that was also very stressful. Um, and, you know, another thing to consider is Atlanta is very liberal, but Atlanta is in Georgia and Georgia is very much a red state. Um, and so that was draining, having to deal with that, everything going on in Texas. And so a lot of people, I think when you're in Atlanta, you forget that there's Atlanta, but then there's Georgia. <laughs> and he was the senator for Georgia, not just Atlanta. Um, so that was definitely, that had its, you know, interesting moments. But yeah, I mean, it was a good experience. I'm glad I had it. Um, like I said, it's not something that was really in my aspiration box anyways, but I'm glad I experienced it now and didn't go like straight to Capitol Hill. Like a lot of people who kind of are in social sciences, they go straight to Capitol Hill. And it's like, that's kind of like the, a good funneling moment. And, and then a lot of people find out like, this is not what I like. So I'm glad I figured that out over the summer and not after graduation. Um, the, but like I said, the work environment was amazing. The people that I worked with loved them. Like I couldn't have asked for a better um, group of interns and then just staffers and mentors and, and my higher ups, like they were just amazing people. Um, for the other internship, it was I was working with Washington Performing Arts. They were both in D.C. So this is Washington Performing Arts. And I was a special productions intern. And so this was on the artistic side. And it was really, really fun. Um, it was so exciting because I this was the first time that I was like behind the scenes. You know, I grew up performing. And this was the first time I was kind of behind the scenes working within like artistic administration and like development so that was really nice um it was kind of it was a new experience for me the people that i worked with was great my um paired mentor was amazing um he really um allowed me to it, i learned a lot but then he also allowed me to kind of really put in my input input i wasn't just like the intern on the side doing you know all of the errands and stuff like i was really able to use my mind and use my ideas and my thoughts and brainstorm and and i was put on projects and it was very, I, I love that experience and I honestly want to apply again. Um, I, I would not mind interning again with them. They were amazing. Um, and I actually emailed him recently asking if I could use him as a recommendation or a recommender for another internship I'm applying for. 
And he said, you know, yes, of course. But then he also was like, you know, um, kind of giving me an update on one of the projects that I worked on. He was like, like all of your ideas, like we're actually using them and they're working really well. So that was really nice to hear that my contributions did something. Um, and then the other internship I was working, um, I've, I was working under my godmother because I was staying with her over the summer because um, she lives in D.C. And I was working under her and I would work the weekends um, with her and kind of assist in her company. But yeah, that summer was amazing. It, I like gained so many, so many experiences just within like between May and uh, I finished a lot, literally like I think August 1st. So May through July, um, I was able to really maximize my summer, which was very exciting. Um, did so many different opportunities and meeting so many different people, attending so many different seminars and meetings and lit, like being in two different worlds. You know, one week I was living like Capitol Hill and like couldn't tell anybody where I was working. And then the next week I'm like trying to figure out staging. So it was just really a great summer, honestly. Like summer 22 is definitely one one of my favorites. Well, I'm glad to hear it. And it sounds like overall you were able to make the most of your time, be very productive and to very different environments. And so, and so for you, I mean, throughout all of it, what were some of the, I guess, overall takeaways that you were able to take, like, overall from finishing out summer 2022? Yes. So I think overall takeaways, like I said, I don't want to work in Capitol Hill. <laughs> um, I, my goals, um, so I, like, I want to go into law school. I want to, after I graduate, I want to take a gap year, go into law school. And then uh, I have recently, like within the past month or so, realized that I, I've been interested in immigration law. Um, but artistically, I also have goals. I do know that once I graduate, college i low-key want to retire from playing piano of course like i'll always like kind of still have that part in my life and you know if a performance opportunity comes up and i have time and it's something that i'm really passionate in then i will more than likely do it but i think i'm done <laughs> overall but i still want to stay in the arts like i love the arts it's been a part of my life literally since i was a kid and i just love the arts just like as a participant you know just watching and viewing and listening um and I, there are things within the arts uh, community, uh, particularly through education, that I fundamentally disagree with. Um, if you really look into how art is taught, uh, taught, both artistic and uh, perform, visual and performing arts, sorry, visual and performing arts, it's very um, racialized and very racist, the way it's taught and the pedagogy that um, is used to approach it, for lack of better words. Um, and so that being the case, and this kind of ties into the summer, you know, I was doing arts admin, so I was able to see like, you know, different things. Um, I want to it kind of like strengthen my goal of wanting to, at some point, you know, down the line, open some sort of art center that is catered towards black and brown students that teaches them through like art forms that are of, that reflects of their culture. And that if they want to learn a particular, you know, genre or art form um, that is anything other than Western art form, Western classical art form, that it won't be viewed as like second thought or secondary or, oh, like you can do that later after you do this. You know what I mean? Like that's a very, like if you really look at it, if you examine it, it is very racist. Um, and it, ha it ho holds certain um, white, like elitist 
ideologies that like all of us, we just take that in and we eat it up. Um, I was lucky enough to not eat it up. <laughs> um, so I'm hoping that I can in the future open something like that where it really focuses on teaching high level arts and prestigious arts, you know, still keeping that prestige there, but not necessarily equating prestige to Western classical art forms. And if that's what you want to study, then let's study that. But if that's not what you want to study, you want to study something different, but still train at a high level, then you can still do that. Um, and the way, the way it's taught now is in order for you to be high level and prestigious, you have to learn through Western classical art forms. And that's what I want to essentially debunk. Um, like my first college essay was on that. <laughs> and so I guess to wrap it back in, by interning with that arts um, for the first time under arts administration, I was able really to see what that can look like, what are, you know, in that world. Because like I said, I've always been on the stage. I've never been backstage um, in terms of just everything else, because the arts world is more than just the people putting on the show. Well, that's definitely a very important vision that, you know, that you definitely are looking into getting into. And so out of curiosity to sort of go back to the beginning. So, so I guess as of right now, February, 2023, how long, how many years have you been playing the piano? Um, okay. So I started when I was like eight, I'm 21 now. So 10 Plus, I'm so bad at math. This is embarrassing. 10 plus 8, okay, 18 plus 2, okay, 3. 10 plus 3, 13 years. There we go. Wow, amazing. College educated. Um, like 13, from anywhere between 13 and 14 years. Um, yeah. It's, it's been a long run. <laughs> and if you want to say, like, I started art, like, before that. I started with dance. Um, I started dance when I was 6. So piano-wise, music, 13 to 14 years, but arts in general, just arts training, um, 6 plus 10 is 16, and plus 4 is 20, so 21, wait, no, <laughs> y'all, this is terrible, okay, okay, here we go, okay, 6 plus 10, 16, so it's 10 years, plus 4. 14, 15 years. There we go. 15 to 16 years in the arts. <laughs> um, listen, not a math major. It's never been my type. I'm the type to pull out a calculator to make sure one plus one really does equal two. Um, but yeah, so within the arts, 15 to 16 years, and then piano specifically, 13 to 14. Well, nevertheless, are you looking forward to your, I guess, your performing-wise artistic retirement next year? Um, I guess. <laughs> Honestly, using the word retirement is so dramatic. Like, I'm never going to retire from piano. But, like, the consistent, like, training, like, you know, I'm retired. But I'll never, like, fully retire. Like I said, like, if something comes up, I'll do it, you know? But the constant, like, 365 days a year, training, 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 performing, performing, I I can't do it. Like that takes, um, sorry, this is like a rehearsal thing happening. Speaking of the arts, um, sorry, I had to tend to that really quickly, but, um, 
Yeah, it takes a certain, like, it's not easy. People think that, like, being in the arts is just unicorns and butterflies twirling around, playing the piano, and smiling on stage. It's not. Like, it's harder being an artist than, like, yeah, it's hard. I, I hate comparing things, but it's hard. It's just as hard as somebody's lab report. It's just as hard as me writing a 10-page paper about racism. Um, You know, people think it's easier. People think it's optional you know people think it's lax it's none of the like it's so 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 hard and it takes a lot of discipline like I could finesse my way through a 9 a.m without have done without have done the reading I really could I can sit in that class and know the topic if the topic is about racism within the workforce and there was a reading on it and I didn't do the reading I can still finesse my way through that class I might be able to finesse my way through a paper <laughs> but if I didn't learn the piece oh and then also there's other people talking like it's a class discussion so I can really just feed off of someone else's you know if I didn't learn the piece I didn't learn the piece simple and like just simple and it might take me two hours to learn two measures and it might be like 50 measures in the song. So that just goes, it's just so, so hard. It's so draining. It's nerve wracking sometimes. Um, it, it, it's a lot that I'm just done dealing with, honestly. It's a lot. It's very hard. I bet. Well, at least it would have been a retirement, so to speak, well earned. And it's not like you're, like you said, it's not like you're completely leaving music. You know, you're just, you're going to a different avenue with the arts. Mm -hmm. Yep. It will always be, um, like I said, present in my life. Definitely. And and going back to what you said earlier and sort of wrapping all of that in. So, so with your major, which, first of all, I believe, is it a double major and a minor? Is that how it is? Yes. So overall, like, for your general studies, like, like, I guess, how would you describe it all, I guess, together? Or is it more so numerous separate parts? Like, how, how do you see it in your studies? Um, me personally, I see them, they all work cohesively. Um, yes, there are separate, separate sections of it. Um, and I can give examples of kind of how they work cohesively and how they work separately. Um, so, like, let's just take sociology and anthropology, just, you know, I'm, it's cultural anthropology, societal structures that's focused on communities of color and very focused on um, black communities in the world um, because I, you know, go to an HPC, so that's obviously going to be the focus. Um, but there's also like Latin American studies in the sociology and anthropology department. Um, like I'm taking anthropology to immigration right now, and it's discussing about Latin and Caribbean immigration. So you have that, um, and you're focused on, you know, research methods and different topics, whether that be history of social thought or um, race and identity in Latin America. You have all these different things that it can be, you know, very focused on that. Then you have the musical aspect, of course, where, you know, I'm practicing, I'm performing, technique. Um, there's also history classes. There's, you know, theory classes. It's very specific to music. And then with Spanish, the minor, the Spanish minor, there's stuff that's very technical as far as grammar, um, you know, the do's and don'ts and things of that nature, um, just different, um, literary devices and things of that nature um and then right now i'm in like in thematic courses so it's still a spanish course is revolved around um 
the Latin American cultures, but it's like, okay, zooming in a particular theme, whether that be violence towards women in Colombia or whether that be cinema studies, like I'm doing a cinema class right now. Um, so all of those things can work separately. But for me, I'm, I want them to work cohesively. And so for the Spanish minor, I really wanted to strengthen my cultural awareness of other cultures in Latin America, because I know about my own culture. And of course, there's more to learn, but I wanted to like broaden, not broaden, but just strengthen my awareness of other countries and cultures and issues, social and political issues going on um, and themes. And then obviously the language aspect and the way the Spanish minor works, it's very similar to sociology and anthropology. It's like sociology and anthropology plus grammar for Spanish, right? Um, and so that works hand in hand because I want to work with Latin and African-American communities. And I can't say that if I don't have some sort of Latin American studies, even though I am Latin American, the same way I'm studying things specific to Black American communities, I need to give that same to um, Latin communities. And then when you bring in the musical aspect, like I said, I want to eventually do something for the arts where it focuses on how we teach the arts to black and brown kids. And once again, that ties right into that cultural awareness and that awareness of what's happening in society and you know, all of these different things. So it, it they have their separate moments, but it works cohesively for me. And it they are all three combined working towards my overall goals. Yeah, that was such a, you know, a well done explanation of how you want to use it cohesively. And so, and so overall, when you like complete college, I know you mentioned that you want to take a gap year and then potentially go into law school. First of all, do you know what, which type of law school that you'd want to get into by any means? Or, um, or is that yeah, still so I'm star fought? Right? I'm actually studying for LSATs right now. Right before this call, I was doing a study group with one of my friends. But um, so far, I'm like right now, my favorite, like my, okay. My dream law school is Stanford. Um, I'm not going to say it's not realistic, but it's definitely a reach school for me because um, my GPA is not where I want it to be, but I'm still going to apply. You never know what happens because there's other things other than your GPA, right? But I really like um, Georgetown's program so far. I'm still searching, um, but Georgetown, they have a dual degree program, and that's really what I want to do. I want to get my JD and then also a master's in Latin American and Caribbean studies. Um, Georgetown has that. Um, NYU has a program as well, um, and they. I'm looking for law schools that have particular concentrations as well. So, like for example, there's some law schools where you're getting the JD and you're kind of getting it all, um, and then there's some schools where there's concentration. So, if your concentration is in immigration or if it's in civil rights activism or things of that nature, um, so I want to choose a law school that has a concentration um, that will focus in like my particular interest, and then a law school that does offer a dual degree program because. I, I have been thinking pretty heavily on getting my master's degree in Latin American studies um, in, con in conjunction with my JD. That's pretty cool. And I wish you, of course, the best in that, of course. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. And so, but during your gap year, what would you want to do during, yeah, during that year? The dream would be to just travel and study abroad, just travel, just go somewhere random. You know, I know some people who graduate from Spelman. I don't know how they do it. I don't know if they're just like super rich or if like they're on some sort of stipend or program or what it is. I really need to find out the tea because there are some girls who graduate from here and they just travel. Like some, one of the girls in my class, she was like, yeah, when I graduate, I'm going to Belgium. Then I'm going to take a train throughout 
the Europe and then go to Africa and like visit visit a couple countries and they come back and they go to law school. Like that's what I want to do. I want to go. I just want to see so many different places. Like I love traveling. I love going to new countries. So that would be like the dream for me. But that takes like plan. That takes planning, money. And like I said, I don't know how the girls do it. I really need to find out the tea. Um, but nonetheless, I do want my gap year to be very productive. So whether that means traveling the world and just taking it all in, um, whether that means working as a law assistant for a year and just taking all of that in, whether that means teaching English to kids somewhere in Latin America for a year. So I, I want it to be very productive um, or whether that means this, this, let's say I didn't score high on the LSATs during my junior or senior year at Spelman. That means that gap year is going to be me studying, find a little job and study all year so that I can score high. So I think one, it is dependent upon how well I score on that test, because if I don't score where I need to score, then that year would be to, that year would be used to really just lock in and score high if I'm pleased with my score by the time I graduate because I plan on taking it at least twice before I graduate if I score fine if I like my score then whatever honestly whatever opportunity comes like I said I I know I want it to be a productive um, year I know I want to get something accomplished the dream is to just go somewhere I like I said I don't know I don't know the tea like I don't know how girls do it like there's so many girls at Spelman, they're gappier. They're just all over the place. And I'm like, how are you doing this? Last time I checked your story, you're in Costa Rica and now you're in Spain. Like, and now you're in Dubai. Like, I'm not exaggerating. Like, so I need to figure out how they do that because I would love to do that, honestly. Wow. Well, it definitely seems that you have, you know, your work cut out for you, but at the same time, you have a general guide as to what you would want to do and, and yeah, of course, you know, you still have you know, a whole another year or so to sort of figure out the logistics of everything. And so speaking of that year, though, what would you want to do during your final year as a, I guess, well, your year as a senior at Spelman College? My last year at Spelman, oh my God, it's just crazy to think about. Like, I honestly feel like I need an extra year, but that's because we lost a year, honestly. But my last year at Spelman, I want to finish strong, of course. And just like take it all in, honestly. Like my time at Spelman has been amazing. Like I don't regret my decision coming here at all. It's hard. Spelman drags me through the mud, but honestly, I don't like. I really haven't even set goals for a senior year yet. Um, I think my main goal is to figure out what I'm doing after senior year. Um, but yeah, I really haven't set particular goals, honestly. But just take it all in and just and, like end with the bang, like. That's all I have. Well, I mean, well, that's a great, I mean, goal on yourself. It's, it's nice. It's loose, but at the same time, you know, the end goal and you're going to graduate. Is it set for May of 2024? Mm -hmm. I am technically a senior now, but because I double major with a minor, I'm not graduating early. Like if I just had a major and a minor, um, or just one major, I would have like probably been gone this year. Um, but yeah, 2024, spring 2024 for sure. Well, I mean, it's going to come a lot sooner than you think, though. Oh, I can't hear you. You might be on mute. Oh, there you go. I said, yeah, I was just saying that. Yeah, but it's going to come sooner than you think, though. Yeah. <laughs>
yeah, it's like graduation just sort of sneaks up by. It's just like, you know what's coming, you know what's coming. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're sitting there. It's just like, oh my gosh, I just graduated for real. But yeah, but I mean, overall, I'm just so glad that we had a, yeah, a chance to speak here. And is there anything else, first of all, that you would like to say that while we're here, while we're still recording? Um, no, just a lot of exciting things to come. I'm excited. A lot of exciting things to come. Um, I'm leaving the country next summer, which I'm super excited for. I'm studying in Dominican Republic. So that's exciting. Um, the first part of the summer. I don't know what I'm doing in the second part. I might find another country to study in. Who knows? Um, or I might like get an internship. Um, I'm The goal is to not be in the United States of America next summer, which for the first month, I won't be in the United States of America. So check. Um but yeah, I'm just excited. Like, it's just so much that I'm excited for. That's all I can say. <laughs> well, that is so great to hear. And actually, are you able to tell us a little bit, if you know any more details, about your you know, your trip to the Dominican Republic? And have you been there before? No. So the only countries I've been to outside of the States is Puerto Rico, of course. I grew up going there. And Cuba, I went summer of 2019. That was really fun. Um, Dominican Republic, I've never been, which is crazy because I'm Dominican. Um, so this is like more than just study abroad. This is something very, very personal to me because I'm finally visiting a place that I've always known as home. I've always like, that's my culture. Um, so it will be in Santo Domingo. Um, we would be there for a month. We would take three classes. Um, we would be with the host family. We would do excursions, educational and fun excursions. And of course, like you have your free time. So during the weekends when I'm not an excursion, I'm just going to be exploring. Like one thing about me, I'm not afraid to explore. I'm like, I'm going to take it all in. And of course, I'm going to visit family there. Um, but yeah, that's literally we just had the info session a couple of days ago. But I'm very excited for that. Um, like I said, it's more than just studying abroad somewhere. It's studying abroad in like my country, like my home country. So it's very exciting for me. Um, and yeah, I'm just very excited for this trip. Well, I'm so glad that you had this opportunity. And was this one that you, yeah, that you just came across or did you go actively looking for it or a little mixture of both? So this is through the school. And so when I um, declared as a Spanish minor, I knew that they had trips for DR. Um, but then of course they suspended all study abroad because of COVID and um, it, they opened it back up. And it's like on a rotation. So depending on the year will depend on when, what, what year it falls on. So like sometimes they'll have a, Sp a Spain trip. Sometimes they'll have um, a Mexico trip. This year, the rotation is Dominican Republic and Ecuador, which is like amazing because I'd love to visit Mexico, not a priority for me. I love to visit Spain, not a priority for me. Like Dominican Republic was the place I really wanted to travel to. Um, so that being the case, it's through the school. It came in my email and I was like, okay, perfect. I'll submit my application. Um, before that, I was look actively looking for other study abroad um, opportunities um, that weren't necessarily linked with the school. But yeah, this one was a, is a school-led one. So it just came in my email, and I was like, perfect. Well, glad you happened to be reading that day, then. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah, well, overall, like I said before, I'm just so glad I, yeah, I had a chance to speak with you. And thank you so much for, I mean... Yeah, for wanting to be on, because you actually reached out to me to be back on. So I'm just yeah glad that you were interested and glad we finally figured out time, because I think we've been trying to figure this out for a while now. Yeah, it's super busy. It's so hard to, like, get me to sit down for 30 minutes, because I'm either in a meeting, in a class, doing homework. 
in another meeting. So much. A rehearsal. Well, I hope that after your study abroad that you are able to come back in and let us know how that was, because I'm sure you're going to have, yeah, an amazing time there. Definitely take some pictures to share with us. Yes, of course. Yeah, and I guess closing out, is there anything that you'd like to say to the audience who may have been inspired by your conversation or want to learn more about you or whatever the case may be? Um... Go to Spelman if you want to go to Spelman. <laughs> um, I guess you can just DM me on Instagram. Honestly, my Instagram is Um My Instagram is very unserious. So like, you know, I it's nothing official about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can just DM me and I will hit you back. If you have any questions about me, my time at Spelman, um, my internship experience. Yeah, just DM me. I would definitely be open to that. Um, but yeah, if you're inspired by what I said, thanks. I'm glad. I'm just out here vibing, trying my best because um, it's hard <laughs> being a Spelman student. But, you know, we're here. We're here and we're strong. I'm so glad. And like I said, this definitely won't be the last time that you are on one of my platforms. But nevertheless, until we can speak again, thank you so much, Iana. And I wish you all of the best in finishing out your junior slash, I guess, early senior year strong. Thank you. Oh, yeah, of course. For those of you watching or listening, thank you all so much for tuning in, as always. Be sure to stay here every week for the Tants and Talks podcast. But until next time, have a wonderful day, and let's make things happen. I'll see you all later. Take care.